Hello and welcome to the Wicked Things Podcast. We present to you Stadler House Book 2 Emily. How would you move on if you suffered the terrible loss of your family at a friend's hand? That is what Emily Stevens has been trying to do for almost two decades, but her past seems hell-bent on haunting her till her dying days. She has continued to suffer and now finds herself locked away in a mental health facility. Dr. Stadler, hypnotized and forced her to forget parts of her past, before his incarceration. Dr. Waters, under court orders continues to try and determine if Emily is sane enough to stand trial for murder. Rodney, has moved on as one of the two survivors of the Stadler House Massacre. But it seems fate has put him and Emily in a direct path towards one another. Who knows how this will all end or if it will end. Otherworldly forces are clearly at work in this small town of Port St. John, Florida. The thick, steamy mist created from the prolonged use of the hot shower water obfuscates the details of the small hallway bathroom. The sound of strong water pressure drowns out any noise entering the shower stall. A smell of coconut body wash and shampoo fills every corner of the small space. A pile of discarded bloody hospital scrubs with the name tag Emily rests on a small aqua blue mat at the foot of the frosted glass-contained shower stall. One heavy white shower towel sits folded atop the closed light brown wooden toilet seat. On the top of the toilet water tank, a fresh set of clean pink hospital scrubs Underwear, bra, and deodorant await their owner to complete her showering off of the day's gore and bacteria. Emily stands under the hot shower's water, facing the rear of the stall to allow the water to run down her bare backside. A gentle smile draws at the corners of her mouth as she tilts her coconut-scented conditioner-covered head back to let the water rinse the foam free of her scalp. She closes her hazel eyes, letting the water and smells take her far away from the stresses of the day. The bathroom door rattles, sounding like someone is knocking on it. Emily blinks, wiping the water from her face. She opens the shower stall door as the knocking catches her attention. She stares curiously at the door and calls out, Hello? Mr. Hill, you shouldn't be out of bed. I'll finish up and be right in. Can you give me a couple of minutes, okay? Emily waits momentarily for some kind of response, but nothing comes. She shrugs and closes the shower door to continue her reprieve of the day's stress. She huffs, the moisture from the hot water probably warping the door. Emily opens the shower stall door to take the towel into hand. She wraps her hair up in the towel to prevent water from coating the dark brown wooden bathroom floor. She steps beyond the shower, exposing her firm body to the cool of the air blowing in through the vent. Her body takes notice of the exposure to the cold air. Emily makes her way to the bathroom counter in mirror combination. She wipes a swath of condensation from the mirror to allow her to take in her image presented in the mirrored surface. She examines her naked form and playfully says, Hello, beautiful. Emily returns to the stall to turn off the shower and collect her personal hygiene products. She returns to the sink to remove her toothbrush and paste from her bag. She puts the toothbrush with paste into her mouth but takes in her sculpted athletic frame. Emily opens a bottle of body lotion from her bag and places a small amount on her hands. 
She rubs her hands together vigorously before looking into the mirror. She pauses a moment to turn sideways and back front again, her eyes locked onto her ample breasts. Emily traces her hands around her left breast, lifting and lowering it. The gentle touch of her fingertip against her left nipple accompanied by the cool air results in the strawberry-colored flesh to rise to attention. A ripple of exhilaration rushes down her spine in concert with coming into contact with the sensitive part of her flesh. She smirks as she turns her attention to the right breast and nipple. Emily begins by massaging the meaty underside of her right breast, caressing the tip of her nipple with each pass, her excitement building with each gentle touch. She exhales, allowing her pleasure to build. The sensation of a pleasing pressure building in her lower body as her mind wanders to memories of intense experiences from her recent past. Emily closes her eyes tight, accepting the thrilling sensations flooding her mind and body. She gives her left hand permission to begin a journey of exploration downward as her right hand offers firm squeezes of her fleshy breast. She moans as her left hand discovers the mound of flesh hiding her joy inside at the end of its journey. Emily bites down on her lip to contain her sounds of delight. Emily's pleasure soars, but her attention set to the goal of her total release of the day's tensions. Her moment of personal bliss gets interrupted by the voice of a teenage boy stating, You should stop. It makes him mad when you do that. Trust me. The voice jars Emily out of her private moment. Her eyes flash open and covers herself in the heavy towel from her head. She spins around, seeking the source of the voice. She turns her head side to side and demands, Who the heck? Terror finds its way onto Emily's face. The sound of cracking ice fills the room, accompanied by the condensation on the mirror solidifying into a thin sheet of ice. She touches the ice and pulls away, clutching her hand. Emily's frosty exhale tells her something unnatural has happened. Cold. The lights above the mirror flickers twice and shorts out as she stares into its depths. Emily looks around the dark bathroom but sees nothing save for her. She screams as panic takes hold. The hell with this! Emily grabs the bathroom handle, twisting hard to try to open it for escape. Neither handle nor door budge, though she continues to pull against the door's resistance. Damn it! Open! The door opens at the same time the light returns to the small bathroom. Emily runs down the hallway into the front room filled with fear. She grabs hold of the front door handle and twists with determination. The sound of an opening door comes from the hallway. She stops to look back and get an eye full of whatever is in pursuit of her. Emily's eyes flash wide, and she grabs a newspaper to conceal her nudity. Mr. Hill? Mr. Hill makes his way down the hallway with a frown on his face, his rolling IV pole in one hand and leaning on his cane with the other hand. He shuffles down the hall towards the front room. 
What the hell is all that damn noise about? You will wake the dead with all that nonsense. Emily grabs his arm and pulls the old man behind her to the door. Come on, we have to get out of here. The light went out and the door refused to open. Mr. Hill pulls away from her grip, and a new expression of confusion settles in. He closes his eyes, exhales, and shakes his head. Girl, were you dropped on your head or something? I live in the middle of a God-forsaken swamp. I get power surges all the time. The bathroom light goes out all the time. Emily shakes her head no and motions to the hallway bathroom door. But the door? Mr. Hill pinches the bridge of his nose. Haven't you noticed? Every door in here sticks. It gets worse when moisture gets to it. It has trapped me in the bathroom for thirty minutes before. Emily waves her hands in defiance of his admission. No, no, no. What about the cold air in the bathroom? Can you explain that to me? Then why did it get so damn cold in there? Mr. Hill chuckles and nods at her. Yeah, actually I can. My mom had the air conditioner installed while I was in jail. She hired two local so-called handy men to install it. They did not know what they were doing. They knew nothing about building code or electrical work. The bathroom became the first stop of the duct work from the air handler sending cold air into the house. Emily sits on the arm of the couch, her face turning red from embarrassment. She drops her head into her palms, face down. It all seems so real. James scoffs and shuffles away from her towards the kitchen area. You think my mother's house has ghosts haunting it or something? <laughs> what a bunch of bull. Emily hears James move towards the kitchen. She stops and asks, Wait, Mr. Hill, you're not supposed to be out of bed. She looks up to direct him to return to his room, but stops cold, seeing that she is, in fact, alone. What the hell? Emily stands up and walks into the kitchen, newspaper still wrapped around her naked body. She looks around, seeing the countless filthy dishes and cockroaches in the kitchen. I know he was in here. She looks down to the place where he had grabbed her to stop her exit. He touched me. Emily's curiosity gets the better of her. She enters the bathroom and puts on her clothing. She enters the hallway and stops outside of the master bedroom door. Emily takes a deep breath and reaches out for the bedroom door. He had better be in there. Come on, girl. You got this. Emily turns the knob slow and steady, careful to not create a noise. She pushes against the door. Unlike her earlier experience, the door glides open without a sound or fight. Emily peeks inside and sees that James Hill is still fast asleep in his bed. 
She notices one of his feet are hanging outside of his bedspread, and it looks to have fresh dust on it. She shakes her head, a look of disbelief at the old man. Emily calls out, "'You need to stay in bed. You're a falling risk. No more getting out of bed unless I'm there to help you.' The response from Mr. Hill comes in the form of a long, deep, growling snore. The snore gets followed by his turning over and coughing before re-entering a state of deep sleep. Emily closes the door and mouths the words, "'What the hell is going on?' She makes her way to the front room. Then who the hell was that earlier? It looked like him. But we're alone in the house. Enough garbage. Call Stephen at this point. Without first looking at the cheap, molded plastic spoon-shaped clock hanging from the kitchen wall, Emily grabs the telephone from the wall mount and dials. She places the phone against the side of her head and leans against the wall with her shoulder, as she runs her fingers along the off-white curly phone cord. She huffs. You better be there, Stephen. This isn't funny. Emily moves her jaw from side to side, listening to the phone ring with no answer. She notices the sounds of the clock hanging nearby and checks the time. She shakes her head when the answering machine connects to the call. Emily growls in response. Great. They left already. No one is going to be there till Monday. Emily turns away from the kitchen and stares down the hallway toward the master bedroom door. Her body sends a tingle to her senses, telling her she has to pee. She throws up her hands as the message machine beeps to let her know to leave a message. Great. Stephen, this is Emily. You need to call me at Mr. Hill's number once you get this message. Emily hangs up the phone with a slam. She storms to the bathroom, pulling the drawstring on the lower part of her scrubs. She jerks down her pants, urinates in the toilet, and wipes front to back. She jerks her pants back up over her hips and ties them tight. Emily stops in front of the sink, washing her hands. She sighs in relief that nothing has happened since entering the bathroom. Was he right? No sooner does she express herself she looks up, seeing the mirror has fogged over because of the steam rising from the hot water. She reaches up and wipes a path through the condensation to examine her reflection. She turns to leave and slips on the rubber-bottom bathroom mat because of the water she had left pooled on the floor from her shower earlier in the night. Emily grabs for the sink counter, but misses. Her head strikes the edge of the toilet, the world disappears from her sight, replaced by the sensation of falling into an endless dark void. She screams in the darkness as she falls to an uncertain end. Emily lands with a wet splash in the bottom of the dark void. She rolls onto her hands and knees, struggling against the thick black ooze she has found herself in. She settles back under her heels. What the hell? Emily can feel something stirring beyond the veil of darkness. She squints, trying to peek through the blackness and make out her companion. Hello? Is someone there? Where am I? Emily can feel the presence as it inches closer to her. She narrows her eyes, 
and leans toward the presence, trying to make out what's moving around inside the darkness. She recoils, hearing something breathing heavy in the direction she stands looking. Emily jumps back as the presence in the darkness issues its greeting. The voice booms inside the dark. At first, it comes directly towards her, but then it seems to reverberate, hitting her from behind. Emily! Emily turns side to side, trying to find the person or being who spoke her name. The presence leaves her disappointed, giving no clue to its appearance. It continues to speak to her. I know you, but you seem to have long ago forgotten about me. Emily's fear recedes, instead replaced by a familiarity with the entity, but remains lost about their connection. How do I know you? I don't think I would ever forget something like you. The entity draws nearer to her. It continues to explain to the confused young woman, I knew both of you, your sister, and you, a lifetime ago. I was her dark passenger for a long time, that is, until... Emily feels a pain rip through her skull. She grabs at her head and feels intense pain from a large lump on the back of her head. She closes her eyes tight and takes a deep breath as the pain intensifies under her touch. Ouch! Emily opens her eyes to discover she has been laying flat on top of the soaking wet bathroom rug. She rolls over under her knees and struggles to lean back under her heels. She takes hold of the bathroom counter and pulls herself up from the floor. What the hell happened? Emily looks in the mirror, examining her face for any signs of blood. She noticed her left eye has become red and cloudy. She shakes her head at the sight. Emily's head aches, sending a throbbing sensation racing across the top and back side of the skull. She winces at the intensity of the pain as it comes and goes. She glances down, seeing the cracked toilet seat cover, and realizes she struck her head when she fell. You better have ice. Emily turns to face the bathroom door, and reaches for the knob to leave. The doorknob twists strong against her grip. The bathroom door rattles as something hammers against it. Emily's eyes widen in fear for her personal well-being. She can hear the splintering of the flimsy wooden bathroom door and backs herself against the wall furthest from the bathroom door. She yells out in a shaky voice, James, you shouldn't be up without my help. Emily watches in fear as the door bows impossibly inward like someone blew a wooden bubble. She gets thrust backward against the shower wall as the wave of force bursts the door open, sending fragments everywhere inside the small bathroom. She opens her eyes, seeing the darkness of the black void rolling in, claiming every inch of the small bathroom space. Emily watches the smoke-like tendrils of the blackness consume the world around her. She does not scream. Instead, she feels the return of a sensation of familiarity from the entity moments ago. 
Do you want? The entity reveals itself as a tall shadow of a man with brilliant red burning orbs in place of human eyes. She can hear the wooden floor below it groan with each step it takes into the room beside her. It leans over, coming face to face with Emily. You'll have to soon. We're not finished with our conversation. Emily rises to her feet. She can still feel the cool tiles behind the darkness of the shower stall. She asks the poignant question through her wall of confusion. Is this a dream? Am I asleep? The entity turns to wave its arm, pushing back the darkness to reveal the surface of the mirror. It points at the mirror and gestures for her to look into its surface. Your sister, Stephanie, and I were close at one time. She wept every day after they separated the two of you. Remember? Emily can see red and blue glows coming from the surface of the mirror. She stands before the mirror and witnesses two young girls sitting on the steps of a Victorian-style home in the deep woods. She spots a sign hanging nearby, identifying the location, but her confusion grows. The letters of the signage makes little sense. They seem to jump around and wiggle, preventing her from reading what it claims the site to be. Emily looks down, puzzled by the images and inability to read the sign. She feels the hands of the entity come to rest on her shoulders. She can feel the cold familiarity of its clutches, but cannot place when, where, or why. The sensations continue to flood out of her memory, clouding her judgment and thoughts. Emily brings her eyes up to the surface of the mirror, seeing herself and the dark entity standing behind her. She swallows hard, tilting her head to the side, locking eyes with the entity through the mirror. The image of her fades, leaving Emily and the entity staring at each other through opposite sides of the mirror. Emily turns to see if the entity remains behind her, but it has gone. When she turns to face the mirror again, she sees it standing in front of her. Its arms reach through the surface, taking her head in its hands. She tries to pull free as it pulls her in close. The entity draws her in close enough. She can smell the clinging odor of rot seeping from the space its mouth should be. The darkness draws itself into the surface of the mirror and into the other side around the entity. It leans in and speaks in a whisper to her. Find your sister and find your answers. The lights of the bathroom surge back into existence above Emily. She squints, realizing that she remains on the bathroom floor. She pulls herself back up to her feet for the third time in her mind. Emily turns and sits on top of the broken toilet seat. She stares at the split in the wooden toilet seat. Well, at least that's real. Emily stares into the mirror discovering everything she experienced was real, save for the darkness, the entity, and all the odd experiences. 
She takes a bottle of aspirin from her hygiene bag and takes two pills. Great. Probably got a concussion at this rate. I really like this Stadler House series. If you like it to don't forget to throw us a like or subscribe. But for now this is the Wicked Things Podcast signing off. Until next time. Goodbye.